Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Property Investing Know-How. I'm your host, Richard Pan. Learn to be a successful property investor on your terms. Today, I'm going to talk about some language used in the property investing industry. Um, before I get into that, just imagine this. Say, if you travel to a foreign country and uh, you don't really speak the local language, but you sort of learn a word or two, and uh, say, for example, you go to Japan and then you finish seeing anything, you finish seeing the people, and then you instead of saying bye or see you later, you say sayonara, or you travel to China, you know, you're leaving a place, instead of saying see you later, bye, you say zaijian, or you go to Russia, you say that's Vidania. Right. The reason why I pick these three is these are the only three languages that I know how to say the word see you later. All right. And then that, that way you will build unbelievable rapport with those people, right? Even if your pronunciation may not be perfect, they know you tried and, and then they just feel more connected or a lot closer. I'm pretty sure you have these type of experiences. So knowing the right language or or even better using the correct languages while you're negotiating a deal will give you so you give especially the rooster agent the impression that you know what you're talking about you are a professional investor so that can give you an edge in terms of the negotiation all right um, a few common ones number one is called gross yield or yield so this is actually related to calculating a return. Um, very straightforward, I'll give you one example. If the property for sale is $500,000 and then it can be rented out by $500 a week, the gross yield or yield is calculated this way. You use the weekly rent of $500 and times that by 52, why 52? It's 52 weeks in a year. And then you use that total rental income for the year divided by the purchase price, 500,000. All right, it's a very straightforward tool. Um, you may you may ask the question, well, I don't pay the $500,000 in cash. I need to borrow some money, right? You're quite right. In this calculation, we do not take into consideration about um, the borrowings or taxes and etc etc this is just a quick easy way to work out the return without considering the LVR which I'll get into that in a second um, why it is a useful tool um, it actually can give you um, a quick solution to determine whether or not you're gonna look at a deal even closer for example, you all of a sudden, for whatever reason, you came across this suburb called Asheville. It's a suburb, suburb in Sydney. And then you go to www.realestate.com.au and there's, uh, say, 50 listings. And where can you start? For me, personally, cash flow is always the number one consideration um, because with a higher yield, already explained to you how to calculate 
you actually have a better chance to service the mortgage or if the interest rates goes up you have a better cushion to better protection all right that's why i always started looking at a setup from the cash flows perspective or from the yield perspective you may have two property number one giving you a yield of 2.5 percent number two giving you a yield of 3.7 percent why the second one is higher even if in the, in the same suburb maybe the second property got a, a granny flat or they can be run it out separately you know upstairs downstairs or side by side right instead of getting one stream of income you're getting two so the the property giving me a higher yield for me personally i'll give that priority treatment i'll look at them first to see whether or not it's worth further investigating all right um, i mentioned another term which is called lvr it's actually loans to value ratio um, a lot of time you heard people saying uh, i just bought a product property with 80% LVR. What does that mean? That means you borrowed 80%. So in this example, if you purchase the property for $500,000 with the 80% LVR, you basically that basically means you borrowed $400,000. And then sometimes you will see you read it read some some newspaper, they say well a lot of uh, major banks now reduced their maximum LVR from 95% to 90%. Then you know what they're talking about. And then during the conversation with a registered agent, for example, when you started using the word LVR, basically say, wow, this guy's actually a professional. All right. Once they tr think you are professional, they will treat you differently. All right. That's the LVR. Um, generally speaking, if your purchase is based on 80% LVR, um, from the bank's perspective, you do not need to pay LMI. All right. I, I started using another wonderful you know, abbreviations, LMI. So what does that mean is lender mortgage insurance. By the way, the LMI is actually the worst type of insurance in my view. Reason for that is you actually pay the premium and sometimes easily a couple of thousand dollars and then you do not get to enjoy the benefit. You actually, the purpose of this insurance is you pay the premium just in case you could not afford the property or, or mortgage repayment down the track um, the lender, normally the bank, will have the protection from a reinsurance company so that if any shortfall you couldn't uh, pay, um, and then the insurance company will pay the bank. Um, the other day, one of my um, friends asked me the question, well, why people need to pay the LMI? All right, that's actually a great question. Personally, I never pay for that. Uh, I always, always, always do a 80% LVR. But if, say, I'm a little bit short of money and I came across this renovation deal, for example, and then I know uh, with the money I've got uh, and also the type of renovation I need to do, 
I don't have enough money to put it forward 20% deposit. But I have enough money to put it 10% plus the renovation, plus the closing costs, plus the holding costs, uh, etc. etc. Um, if that's the case, um, I am willing to pay a few thousand dollars, depending on the, how much the purchase price, to have a 90% LVR. Because at the end of the day, I know after I do the renovation, I will be ended up making a profit. So even if I'm paying a few thousand dollars for the LMI. So compared with losing this deal means I got no return versus I got a little bit smaller return. Guess what? Option number two will be my decision. So that probably will be the way that you it is worthwhile to consider paying a LMI, lenders mortgage insurance. All right. Remember this thing is you pay the premium but protect the bank just in just in case you cannot afford to repay the mortgage or you are in default. All right, that's pretty much about a few things for um, for today. So let me know any other things you want to hear. Once again, email address is richard at propertyinvestingknowhow.com. Until we meet again, invest intelligently. Bye for now.